Do not open this door. I had to say it anyway because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And then I got on top and I spit into his mouth. Well, it doesn't ruin my story. It just it just makes it a conversation rather than a story. Perhaps a little drunk <laughs> no. from from the day's festivities. I would love to meet the woman who likes it. Oh, I freaking thought the moon landing. I, I love the moon landing from the standpoint of I believe in the moon landing. The subject is <clears throat> um, tough guys. Oh. The subject is tough guys, and, I, and I've I've thrown together some brackets for you. And in the end, I'm sure I will have missed somebody, but I, I just take them as I give them to you. And let's both discuss them. So so I have matches here, and then we'll sort of narrow it down until we get the tough guy of all-time classic movie. Okay, Crispin Glover. Who else? So I want to start here. I'm going to start. I'm going to hold it up for you. We got Sterling Hayden. Sterling Hayden. And Robert, Robert Mitchum. Mitchum. Okay, so let's talk about these guys. Let's Same talk about... fucking guy. <laughs> well, I really tried to mix and match these, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I don't know about that. What do you mean? lantern jaw sort of a... Tough guy. I mean, tough guy is very definitive in both cases. Sure. Uh, well, I would say this: mm. Mitchum, it, it probably has the greater range. Well, he also has the he also has the much larger body of work. Too. Right, right. And so you will get like an affair to remember, or you know, yeah. war and winds of war, whatever it is. You you get you get Robert Mitchum. That's not tough guy. And even like Night of the Hunter, is not like a tough guy role per se. Yeah. It's but he because he's a, he's a tough character. guy. He, he it sort of it, it leaks onto that character or whatever. Max Katie, great character in Cape Fear. Mitchum in that. I got to be honest with you. I don't like either Cape Fears. I don't care for either of them, but I do, I just but I have to be. And I guess that leads me to my next question. Like Robert Mitchum is one of my favorite actors ever. So yeah. the question I now have is: Are we talking? Can, can I allow my favorite? favoritism in on this one or is it strictly the, the category tough guy? it's the category of tough that. guy because I, I i have a i have a similar thing coming up in another match yeah. so like i mean i will say this about both cape fears de niro and mitchum are like their tour de force performance the, or the yeah. only thing about it that's interesting thing, yeah, and so sure. he is a definite like there's this another one of his psycho you know that's like that's like night of the hunter part two yeah, yeah. so he's he's psychotic mm-hmm. he's um He's got that classic, I think Family Guy used him as an example of like um, classic movie, tough guy, in shape, fat guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's got a weird belly and he's I still- I think a- Bronson's the best of those, but yeah, for sure. I feel you. So, so Mitchum is different than Hayden in the sense, I think. Sterling Hayden is likable. He's taller, I think. Yeah? I think Sterling Hayden is taller. Okay. Is that factor in to tough guy? No, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, in our case, it does, but I don't think in this case it would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, God damn it! I oh. God damn it! This you started off with a really well, rough one. Well, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I have I a think few more. Okay, good. Why is it rough? Well, because I I I don't admire what Hayden did at Huac, but I do admire his own reaction to his what behavior. Are you? <laughs> Wait, how does no, that? You got to start looking at. You got to start worse. looking at the intangibles. No, no, no. You got to start that's looking at worse the than the other thing. It, it, he said, "I think he was a tough." I think. I think. Yeah. No, I think if I'm going to do that, I'm going to go with Mitchum, and I'm going to do that on the based on, like him as a person, like just like that whole uh, pot off bus. the screen. 
Yeah, off the screen even. Like the, his his right. Podbus thing is pretty amazing. You know, we could have like used his you know connections to try to get off that, but he kind of he took his medicine and did that. So I admire that part about him too. Yeah. In on the screen, I don't know if I've ever seen him. I don't know. I, I I don't know that I could argue on this one. Like, uh, Wait a like minute. just we're strictly already, on screen. We're already getting into the weird territory, which yeah, is fine. It's more weird but do, because but. because we were just talking about this the other day, and I saw that Hemingway, that Ken Burns Hemingway documentary, mm-hmm. and there's some revelations which appear to be substantiated by his final wife, who journaled and all this stuff about Hemingway having these all these hang his son was a crossdresser and he had all these hang-ups as yeah, Hemingway yeah. as the, the Hemingway father <coughs> and it's like oh this poor son but then it turned out that part of the hang-ups that Hemingway had is because he himself was if not a crossdresser someone who liked to sort of reverse roles in bed and 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 maybe his his novels were a way of sort of like compensating for this this weirdness he felt about himself mm-hmm. you know in the 30s and 40s and so it's like okay Am I going to take all that into account if I talk about tough guy writers? If this were, if the category weren't actors and writers, it's like, I don't know. I might just have to like, you know, take how much, how deeply into their own lives do I want to go here? I'm talking about screen persona here. And it still might be Mitchum, but it seems to me Hayden has something Mitchum doesn't have. And that's the, the, the cool likability factor that's constant. I mean, Mitchum can be likable, but Mitchum is sometimes a raving maniac right. and sometimes a likable tough guy. And Sterling Hayden is always a tough guy with kind of like the heart of gold. Right, grant you that. But the maniac thing comes into play here. I'm trying to figure, because I'm having a really hard time with these two guys, which is what's kind of pushing me into the intangible, like the you know the, the rest of their life. Yeah. But if I'm looking at it, I think, that, I think if we're talking tough, tough guys, yeah. I think crazy is a good edge to have. Yeah, no, no, I, I wasn't suggesting that. Yeah, it, it's sort of like, and I don't want to name others, but there are other tough guys who have the Sterling um, Hayden like, oh, but he can sort of pause and be like the, the, the really nice guy who's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of almost, even when even when Sterling Hayden's a bad guy, except for The Godfather, I guess, even when Sterling Hayden's a bad guy, he's st- still a kind of a likable long, the long yeah. goodbye. You think about the long goodbye? Okay. It, but, but that doesn't mean he's more of a tough guy. So that's part of the criteria. And I, I think you're right about Mitchum being the craziness factors into the tough guy. And but, I... Go ahead. But hold on. Please. Sterling Hayden fucked up Michael Corleone's face for months, for like a year. That punch. Sent him to Italy. I mean, the movie. I, <laughs> knocked, him, knocked him back to the old country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, so if we're talking about strictly in terms of what, you know, what, what's going on on a screen. Yeah. He's the corrupt police a, captain. That's a monster punch right there. I mean, they kind of don't. I, they they play it down a little bit in the movie, or they don't. Mm-hmm. No, no, they just don't play it up sufficiently in the movie. How fucked up! Like, you know, he's always yeah. like when he's in Italy, he's always blotting his nose and his face is all fucked up. But they don't like that was the punch that did that. That that's in the book. That's where you really get that sort of lore. Yeah. Ooh, lore. So, oh, god mm-hmm. damn it! Oof, roughy, rough, rough. Yeah. So like a dog, rough. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's unfair because of the body work thing. Right. But I do think that that Sterling Hayden was like a particular type of tough guy. And in some way, it's a comfortable niche. I like your argument about Michael Colleone's jaw. Yeah. But I then want to go back to um, Robert Mitchum as a tough guy. I mean, his tough guyness was the range of like home from the hill. 
That was a type of tough guy, like yep. the father who was unrelentingly masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's the psychos in Cape Fear yep. and and Night of the Hunter. Then, and it does does his nice roles do his nice roles detract from the tough guy a no, little bit? Because no, because that was kind of that. I think that was kind of his forte. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. like being like the guy who could be considered a tough guy while being a sweetie. But that's that's what we were saying about Sterling Hayden yeah. too. All right, we okay. Uh, I think I think Mitchum is going to win this one, and I I'm going to so say too. simply if for no other reason than just based on the fact that his career was so long and varied. Yeah, and Hayden didn't have that. Although I want to leave room for situations where somebody who has a small number of roles could win. That's that's the thing about no, bra- that's, that's the thing about brackets is that it ends up being like somehow the obvious person isn't the winner or stupid arbitrary lists in any event. But all yeah. right, so for so I, I, okay, so I got to say this because I brought up Huac just a second ago. I found out something no, the other day. That yeah, was go a ahead. Little... Huac is the House of Un-American House American Activity. This is the Red Scare, right? right? Yeah. So uh, I didn't know that, but apparently uh, Elia <laughs> Kazan's granddaughter is yeah. like a big deal in Hollywood now. Mm. She's like one of the new up and coming starlets. Yeah. I find myself a little resentful of that fact somehow. I know it's not her at all. And I know it's not fair, but there's part of me that's like, you know yeah, what? that motherfucker. I totally agree with the hate of Alanka Zan, not to get too far off topic, but I did read something one time about how Arthur Miller, um, really advised him into that situation and was like, there's nothing you can do. You can actually, by doing this in a weird way, you can take the heat off a lot of people. By sort of becoming this uh, sort of like flashpoint, right. and it's like, I don't. It seems kind of bullshitty to me, but I, I agree with people who turn their backs on Elia Kazan, but also is Elia Kazan. Some of his yeah, movies yeah, are so yeah. fucking right, good, yeah. and it's Arthur Miller telling him that. So yeah, yeah Arthur Miller. Yeah. All right, okay, so, okay. So okay, are Robert we agreeing Mitchum that first, that Robert Mitchum round, yeah. is our first winner? Yeah, he wins Tough Guy over Sterling Hayden. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. All right, let's... but that's but but not this is not a walk away, man. That's a toughie. That's it a was a toughie, and, and and this is the nature of brackets, is you might later on regret. Ah, uh, Hayden could have been against this guy or whatever. Oh, I tried, yeah, I tried to be arbitrary here. So here's another one. All right, this one really think about it. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Richard, Richard Widmark. Oh, that's not even. I know, but I just want to make some cases here because look, I want to use your criteria from Mitchum. Yeah. Widmark is a goon i mean he's a he's a maniac when when he gets in there his menacing is more menacing than anything bronson does in a menacing fashion bronson has a a bigger body of work as a tough guy he's a cliche in a good way in terms of like the vigilante the 70s vigilante films Mm -hmm. he's got the massive arms all that stuff but but widmark is a fucking like who scares you more in the dark? Widmark, I might say. Well, okay. So, no, I, I always kind of considered him Charlton Heston, uh, but taller and better um, in some ways. But um, I want to bet he's coming up in a bit. Um, but Widmark, I never really thought of him as a tough guy. I can only think of him, I can only think of one role like what you're talking about, which is Touch of Evil. Richard Widmark's in Touch of Evil? That's like his first role, like one of his first speaking roles. He plays the psycho, yeah. No, no, no. I love this, and I didn't no, correct you because I love this movie. Moment. Hold on, what's the fucking movie? I should cut this and just that kiss part. Of, no, replay kiss it. of death. Oh, it's it kiss, kiss of, of death, death. yeah. Okay. All right, smartass. Jesus Christ, you uh, can just help. That's, you know, 12 years apart, different movie. But I enjoy the moment. 
This was my tough guy moment, is watching you squirm. It's just so sad. It's so tragic watching you. You'd better crawl or I'll feel put the good. lug on you. Like, oh, this makes me feel good. Oh. It does. It's the only thing that makes me feel good. Okay, so when so you're yeah, sad, you'll take it in life. He stars yeah. off as a psycho, and, and he pushes the lady down the stairs. Yeah, touch the, of evil. It's amazing. <laughs> he pushes the lady in the wheelchair down the stairs. But it's also, remember No Way Out, uh, the Sidney the Poitier is, is the surgeon. Yeah. And he's operating on a Richard Woodmark, yeah. who's yeah. the white supremacist. There's, uh, is it Naked? No, it's Night in the City, the Jules uh, Dessant movie where, where he's, I mean, he's just a nutbag. I mean, he's just a sort and of then when like, he's not, he's Gregory Peck. I don't know, you know what What's I'm he been in where he's not psychotic? Oh, uh, Judgment at Nuremberg right off the top. Um, what are you talking about? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. That's psychotic. Uh, In fact, I kind of more associate him with those. I, I he, yeah. When he does the psycho thing, he's so good. It's like I almost don't think of him as Richard Woodmark. That's part of his psycho- psychotic appeal is that hair. It just sort of whips around like a like a he's like a kiss of death. Like a kiss of death. Woodmark's like he's uh, he's not stable, and so that's that you know. Um, the thing about Bronson is they do the sort of like the paradox, the cliche paradox, which is he's he's got these he's a muscle man, he can kill you. He's he's but he's always like society has pushed this gentle giant into this situation, whether it's a Dirty Dozen, or or Death Wish, or The Great Escape. He's tough, but it's also like it's he's being moved by the situation, whereas Whitmark is the situation. I want to argue on behalf of Widmerk on this one in the major upset. I disagree on this one. Let's hear it. I mean, first off, I mean, come on. Second, Charles Bronson. I mean, you're, you're talking about like uh, kind of his sort of greatest hits, but there's other things like uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Uh, what's mm, that? Uh, that is on. good. Finding one. Uh, hard hard times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Hard Times. Like Hard right Times there. is the one I think of immediately when I made this list. What a bad motherfucker he was in that movie, right? And then, yeah. of course... He's killing punks. A lot of punks that have been taken down by this guy, by you know, with fucking, with machine guns and ridiculously giant guns. Ah, no, I got to give it to Bronson, man. Maybe. And the- again, it might just be body of work, but yeah, but but okay, hold on, hold on. Let me back that up. Beep 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 beep. Back it up. Back that up. Yeah. He was kind of did play the same character, the same tough guy. The yeah. mechanic, that's another good one. I love the mechanic. Mr. Majestic. Well, love Mr. Majestic. Yeah. Love it. But but the thing with him, here's where I gotta give him credit. He was so tough that they oftentimes they had to hand him the like, you know, I don't know, I wasn't gonna use it myself. The little the the kind of right. flat comic lines to yeah, sort sure. of dissipate his toughness, mm-hmm. which speaks to his toughness, I'm gonna say. It kinda does, yeah. He's like he's not he's not afraid of going there. I, so you know I like that. And then let's go let's let's take a step back to our please. last argument. Beep, beep, beep. Let, Magnificent Seven, he's the nice guy of the group. Right. So, so what does he that can mean? be the sweet guy thing, he just didn't do it very much moving forward. Well, he did a great escape too. I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's afraid of the of the oh, confined the, space, oh, little, you pussy. Little rooms, yes. Yavas <laughs> loop. But he but then again he did it seventeen times. He dug seventeen tun- tunnels. Yeah. Despite his fear. Yeah, so right like there. That, not right that he there. had fear, it's that he overcame it. Which is what real heroism is. I, yeah, I really wanted Widmark to be a dark horse yeah. in this one, but Bronson is our man. He's good. I, I, think you made, I thought you made a really good case, but Bronson, he's, he's fucking Charles. He's Charles fucking Bronson, baby. Okay. So between 
Richard Woodmark and Charles Bronson, no surprise there. I think Mitchum yeah. was more of a, you know, a, a, you know, upset, not an upset, but it's like ar- more arguable. And I guess Bronson and Woodmark just. Nature of the brackets. Nature of the brackets. Ah, stupid brackets. Nature of the brackets. All right. How about, um, let me do this one. No. This is, okay. These two aren't very alike. Um, can you read that Jack for me, sir? <laughs> Lemon Matho, go. <laughs> All right, who do we have there? Uh, Gary Cooper, Edward G. Robbins. All right, let's hear different different eras, different genres. Ooh. All right, I want to make the case for for Edward G. Okay, go. Edward G. is it's a limited time. Edward G. was all gangster. All tough guy, mm. all the time, all the way through Key Largo. Johnny Rocco? Right. And then he just aged out. No. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree that there's a he has two sides, but I feel it's fair given that it was a, a run from 1932's Scarface all the way through Key Largo to say that's what I'm focusing on. Right. And uh, gangster, didn't give a shit about anybody, willing to give a guy in Key Largo um, an empty gun to duel with him so that when the guy pulls the trigger, there's nothing. He shoots him anyway. Yeah. No honor. He's a rat. I mean, he's just a, a just a low, a scumbag, tough guy. So unlike the the noble, uh, 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 what the fuck's his name, like Sterling Hayden or even Robert Mitchum, sometimes right, right, right. he's just no nobility in Edward G. Robinson. The voice, also, yeah, character voice. That's tough, my friend. Well, okay, so let me. Uh, okay, I'm going to throw in a caveat here, please. And um, I guess in honor of time, let's not try to retrofit this to the first two. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, I think one of the defining characters, we're talking about Hollywood tough guys. Okay. Kind of a heart of gold is a defining uh, tough guy characteristic in this era. <sighs> yeah. Except that I, I, you'll see later on. Well, I don't want to talk too much about later on, but I, I, I totally understand your point of view, but that'll get complicated later on, which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. So wait, uh, does, Edward G has a heart of gold as a character actor later in life. Yes, that's right. Like the the Cincinnati Kid. All my or, sons. Oh, uh, what's the one? Hole in the Head with Frank Sinatra. No, no. But but it's that time period. But during his tough guy period, yeah. there's no heart of gold. He's right. devoid of heart of gold, is right. what you're saying. Yeah, because they give that to Cagney and <laughs> put him in the same movie. Well, so so then okay. my question is. Um, Let's go to Gary Cooper because Gary Cooper definitely has the good guy, yeah. always tough in the service of good. I can't think of any role where he's a tough guy and a shithead. I don't know. That, no, because he, he wouldn't have done that role. That They would not have let him near that. I mean, guy. we just did a, an episode, a mirror eight months ago on the For Whom the Bell Tolls or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. And then High Noon. Yeah. It's, he's always, now this is another guy who's situationally tough. Yeah, he rises to the tough guy, to the uh, the villains. What do you think? I, Give me your thoughts. First off, I got to be really honest. Of Please. all like the big Hollywood names of this era, mm-hmm. nobody bores me more than Gary Cooper. I kind of agree with you. I don't. I just I, not he's like of, he's likable. Yeah, he is right. But, but how tough is he really? Like I he doesn't. No, he's not going to smash anyone. I mean, I'm going to go against what I just brought in. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with this one. I think it's a 
total walk away Edward G. Robinson. That's funny because when I wrote that bracket down, it seemed like it would be just the opposite for some reason. But when we dig into it, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to go Robinson. At the end of the day, like I said, I think there's a certain sort of heart of gold element that does come with the territory. Yeah. But he did enough of that to, to sort of cover that ground. And also, like, put him in a room. Who'd walk out of the room? Edward G. Robinson. Well, now bare knuckle? Do you get to do you get to make yeah. that caveat? Yeah, Robinson would beat Gary Cooper up. I think Gary Cooper's a giant puss. Like he just he just there's nothing about him that ever really spoke to me about tough. He's bland. I think. That's or let me ask you this: then. Does it? Does, Ooh, I'm a dick. Does this ever factor in? <coughs> which we haven't talked about yet. Mm-hmm. What about the ladies they're attached to? In other words, and this is kind of goes outside, but like, Evergy Robinson, as far as I know, was married to the same uh, sourpuss for 80 years. Gary Cooper, you got. Loopy Valles. He's got all these affairs with these crazy women. Who oh. one of them shot at him? Do you remember that? I think it was Loopy Valles. I think it was. Oh, so for, well, okay. So, but now we're but now we're stepping into the intangibles outside of the screen. Well, because you you opened that door before. I did. You opened it, tough guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but there's nothing you can. Uh, there's no way that. Edward G. Robinson married however he was because because images were so controlled by studio back yeah, in those days. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that man wasn't in his prime. Let's talk about all of these, these guys. He was pulling down Mad Tail even when he wasn't in his prime. I bet he mm. was. You, know you mean Soylent Green era? He was still ah, was man, just snapping that <laughs> pussy, man. Just yeah, ah, take that chili Duvall. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's know why it's on the wall there. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah. No, I think I. I don't know that this is a good category for any of these people, unless somebody's like like Rex Harrison or some shit. <laughs> He's next on my list. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, I just can't think of. I just can't. It's the least surprising thing in the world is that a Hollywood star, male or female, yeah, can pull down serious amounts of tail. No, no, no. It's not that. It's that I. I oh no, I, I didn't clarify, clarify myself. Well, okay. It's that Gary Cooper pulled down. It's it was crazy well, yeah, women he's who were shooting crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so does that make you a tough guy or just kind of dumb? I don't know. Mm, uh, I, don't I don't think know. I don't think it saves him on this. All one. right, I think we're we're going Robinson <laughs> on this one. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, this one's a little um, like a, like, a, like a crustacean in its shell. Given that I left people off the bracket, it, it's just you no, just got to deal you, with what, what, you, what you got here. This one's a little strange. I don't even know, but but I still brackets are weird. Brackets are weird. Do we have any? Who do we have here? <laughs> of course, yeah, that's perfect. Well, you kind of had to go with this one. Yeah, yeah, Humphrey Bogart and Frank Sinatra. Okay, let's hear couple it. Couple of short feisty bastards. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear it. I think it's easier to start with Frank. Because, I mean, Bogart, like Robinson, is a little more of an era and typecast. So Frank Sinatra, now do we factor in, since we did go outside, the door opened again, we have to factor in this guy as getting, in real life, in real time, getting people killed. Yeah, getting in fistfights, sure. Uh, yeah, getting like, uh, it's just a horrible, you know, he was the original brat, macho brat actor. Um, his manliness, now this is a tough guy, but this is just background. His manliness with the Rat Pack, the, the whole story about, uh, from here to attorney, you know, the Godfather connection. Um, okay. The fact you, you made a good point just because you got a lot of women, I guess that's true. Oh, here's a go. Here's something that goes against him. 
Ava Gardner treating him like a like a, a bitch and him trying to commit suicide as a result of her rebuffing him. Right. Now, against that, wow. I could also put Humphrey Bogart's, what, his second wife or his first wife? I can't remember the one who tried to stab him when he went to the Oscars without They her. batted each other around. Yeah. Though. I don't know if that's tough guy behavior or not, but it's definitely not. He wasn't pushed it's around. It's not okay, they were whatever just, it is. No, it is not. <laughs> okay. Me too. Let's see. Um... Bogart's got the. I mean, Duke Mantee. It's like his fifth or well, sixth role. Or I something. mean, if we're talking about physical altercations and such, Bogart yeah. had his. First off, he had his share of those too. I mean, the reason he had that specific way of talking was because when he was younger, he had his lip split in a fist fight. No, no, no. You're wrong about that. That's no, a good. No, no. He was. He was in the. He was in the navy, and yeah. and it was a, a bandsaw and a piece of wood flew back and knocked his his kisser. No, his somebody mug. threw that at him. That's. Because he was in a fight. That's that's what it was. Good compromise. <laughs> Someone threw a bandsaw at him. Yeah, and yeah. then he went on to start. But I mean, but but the point's still there. Whether it was a fist fight or a bandsaw, yeah. he had this permanent injury that he made into something. He did that thing where he he would carry his hands as if um, it was like kind of early method acting. He'd carry his hands as if they had been in handcuffs. Yeah, his whole life. So so he kind of carried them that way for a while. Mm-hmm. Numerous roles as either a hard boiled detective uh, or a bad guy. So there's lots of 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 stuff there. So now we're coming across. But he let cancer beat him. So that's on the downside. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't even beat cancer. Uh, wore a toupee. Well, actually, he and Frank Sinatra both wore toupees, didn't they? Right. So and, we got a whole Shatner people, off here. People forget that Bogart, I think he founded the rat. The, he did. The rat well, Lauren Bacall said, what a bunch of rats. And, yep. and he and, and Sinatra hung out, but don't let that influence them. I mean, we still have a tough guy. Oh, Sinatra dated Lauren Bacall immediately. Like, Bogart was being lowered into the ground when he, he took off with Lauren Bacall. So that's kind of... Is that a tough guy? I don't know. Maybe uh, it's just that an asshole. That sounds terrible, but it just sounds like a bad dude. Like Maybe he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard to say because on screen, it seems like it's a runaway for Bogart. But off screen, it seems like it's a runaway for uh, Sinatra. I mean, Sinatra's also doing high society. That sort of goes against some things like that. I mean, the musicals, if you will. He's dancing with Tom and Jerry or Jerry or one of them. You know, the Anchors Away. Got it. He's dancing with a cartoon mouse. Well, that doesn't help right there. It does. It goes against him. Bogart was actually in the Navy, like a real tough guy. And Yeah, that's right. That is the toughest branch of the military, as I recall. Damn right, buddy. Mm-hmm. Anchors away, my friend. YMCA. Hunchers away. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a tough one. We're taking too much time on this. It must be a good one. I, I thought uh, this would be the, the worst category. I mean, no, I think this is actually the best. I'm going to go Bogart, um, just because on screen, I think, is where we got to put the majority of it. And in that case, like... You just got me there. I was about to argue with this, with Sinatra's mob ties and all that stuff, but in the end, we can open the door and allow the outside world in, but, yeah, it but sh- it the focus should be on the film. Just the weight of ass-kicking that man did throughout his career yeah. is insurmountable. He's he's the guy who made like small guy tough awesome. Yeah. like The only other person I think could hold a candle on that one it would be Cagney, which... Well, interesting. Because um, I'm pretty sure he's coming up at some point. Here. Actually, uh, now this is the most obvious one for me, but I'm going to give it a shot. We have John Wayne and Lee Marvin. Now, that seems like a runaway, but I don't think we should count it as a runaway. I mean, if we're talking off screen, 
Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Beats the well, the, the classic like thing Finley number one always told us was let Lee Marvin at some point in his career hired a bodyguard to keep other people safe from him. I don't know if that's Hollywood I would Babylon love to. stuff. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably nonsense, but... But what if, but I mean, his... Do you doubt his, it? Do you doubt it for a second? Well, no, because his alcoholism was pure. It was, was really ran red. raging lunatic. Ah, Lee Marvin. So, I, so and, there's and, and a lot of it was based on him, like, having, like, in Iwo Jima, having gotten shot. Like, right. really fucking injured. Well, John Wayne did a, a movie about, about Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima that yeah. People who were at Iwo Jima fucking hated. Yes. It was famous how much veterans did not like John Wayne. And even, okay, so the, even when he was a, a sort of a fourth-built guy with talking like bad day at black rock he's yeah. menacing yeah. um i mean the only film that takes him down is the same one that takes john wayne down and that, that's your precious uh what the fuck is that hawaiian film they made together one of the greatest movies of all time well, donovan's, a, oh, donovan's reef, reef baby so we kind of have to sort of it's a watch. i think it should have been called galuli's reef after lee marvin's character Oh, okay. I was thinking of Jeff Galuli, which is the husband to Tony well, His reef was a little different. But That's you know right. What I mean? Yep. Um, Lee Marvin, I mean, everything, even as an older gentleman in Gorky Park, I mean, everything about that man's geographically tough face. I mean, come on, baby. You can do tough guy and classy, which is Gorky classy. Park, you know, or not, like, or extremely not classy. Uh, um, his, uh, a dirty dozen. I mean, that just has that. That's all you have to say is dirty dozen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's tougher than Bronson in that movie. He is tougher than Bronson in that yeah, movie. That's right. Bronson's and there, and the, he's also the uh, pursuer in a movie they made called Death Hunt in 1982. Mm. Oh, that's Never a good one. Okay. Oh, oh, it's not that great actually. Oh. But, oh. <laughs> um, but it's John Wayne. Okay, but that's the thing. I agree. John Wayne is, is kind of like the original. Yeah. Well, tough guy though. That's interesting. Not necessarily because we, not with the gangster stuff. I mean, he's a tough guy in one genre for sure. Now he had that run military that, western. This too. Uh, well, I was gonna say the 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 kind of like the, the cheat footnote is like the seventies with like McHugh and those terrible like Dirty Harry ripoffs. So we'll discount those, or maybe that counts against him actually. But okay, he's just old. The, <laughs> he had and, no fucking business. And the doing army that. stuff, all. not as you kind of pointed out earlier, even with mm-hmm. the earlier army stuff, not that good. I almost feel like tough guy has to be confined to him as a cowboy, which is substantial. Yeah, that's saying a lot because I get fucking Hondo. I, I mean, know. obviously the searchers. Yeah, that's I don't. I didn't want horse, to say that horse soldiers. What, the one, uh, the, fir, the the stagecoach. North to Alaska. I hear you. Oh, north to Alaska. Gil. Donovan's Reef with Snow. Yeah, see, the, the, the decline of John Wayne He is... fell into the fucking formula hard. Yeah, see, I don't want And he always played the same character. I don't think... I think Marvin had a deeper range to his tough guy. Okay, so there was a greater... Okay, I got you. Depth of tough. <sighs> but but also, it's like we're really talking about like eight movies if we would get down to it, whereas with John Wayne... Or maybe ten movies, but John Wayne, it's like 40 movies. Yeah. But the range wasn't as tough. And who's more menacing? It, oh. If you take them as a character on the screen, not yeah. outside, not in their life, because that's definitely Marvin. But I'm just talking about as screen characters, who's who's who are you more afraid of? Maybe that's the question we should be asking. Uh, well, okay. So first off, let's uh, let's let's back it up really quickly on the <laughs> in real life because yep. John Wayne was legitimately enormous. He was a giant. He was kind of fat, though. I mean, a lot of it was. Some of those sinewy Lee Marvin. Fat guys could be dangerous. I hear you. Um, 
It's pretty so, Tommy. So he was legitimately a, like an enormous guy. So that, yeah. you know, big does carry its own weight. I suppose so. That's one big man. That's McClintock, right? That's Or is that big Jim McClain? I actually had this from uh, a friend of mine when I was, uh, like a long time ago, I was a busboy. And one mm-hmm. of my uh, coworkers was this boy. woman. Yeah, very tough. Very yep. fat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this woman whose sister had been a nurse who attended to him during his cancer treatment. Yep. And, you know, I got it secondhand from her that the guy was just, he was just big in every way. Even a big cancer. They called it the big C. The big casino. Yeah. Yeah. Called him. Oh, he beat cancer for a while. He did. (laughs) Until it beat him. Don't we all? I guess we're all beating cancer in a way. But, I mean, he did beat it for like 10 years. He was like, I beat the big I think he even smoked after he beat cancer. What else are you going to do, man? You let cancer push you off the... So it's smoking, but Fuck, but but Lee hurts. Marvin, like, really the alcoholism. Well, see, that's the thing. I looked at this with John Wayne and Lee Marvin. It's like, oh, it's obviously John Wayne, and I feel like, oh, I'm trying to be different. But now that I'm thinking about it, Lee Marvin, is kind of swaying me here. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like now, but I'm also having sort of like, uh, I'm having like a weird reaction here too, because because the obvious is John Wayne. I do mm-hmm. want to skew to Lee Marvin. Which makes me want to go back to Wayne just because Agreed. maybe. You Agreed. Know? But I, I'm just thinking of pure, menace. of the purity of like, and maybe menace isn't isn't a good synonym for tough guy. Maybe I'm overthinking that, but or overemphasizing the menace aspect. But John Wayne, it's like, I look at John Wayne and I'm like, well, I couldn't be a cowboy like that for as long as he appears to be all over the place. But Lee Marvin, I'm like, I'm frightened of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go, go Lee. I got to go Lee Marvin. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm with you. Marvin, baby. Okay. I have only one more. And so some people didn't make it on, and now, of course, it's, Gregory one, Peck. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's dumb. Why did you choose put... women next? Tough women. Tough women. All right, this is it. We have oh, Clint Jesus Eastwood and Robert Christ. Duvall. Clint Eastwood, Robert Duvall. I think they're different enough that you could make a case for each. Because Clint, Clint Eastwood's got the John Wayne factor. You're like, of course. No, the Westerns, yeah. Well, and also and the, the Dirty Harry stuff, Harry, yeah. yeah. Robert Duvall. But Duvall is also, I mean, you know, think about, like, the great Santini, or even, yep. like, his role, his, like, Frank, uh, what's his name, in Network. I mean, he, he can be tough in a in a, in a totally uh, strange way, the should we say. The conversation. Yeah. What is he in the conversation? He's the executive who hires the, who hires, what's his name? Uh, Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman, yeah. Well, that's not a good example of tough, though, is it? Well, he's ordering a hit. I mean, come on. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Or no, he, no, he gets it. Okay, never I mind. Mean, but he, has other, back. he also has, like, tender mercy. So there's some things. I mean, yeah. because he's an actual actor, you know, yeah. I mean, as opposed. And, but, and, but Clint Eastwood, let me pull this out on you, and then, sorry, I'll, I'll give it out to you. Cry Macho takes away a lot. I've never seen it. Oh, God. It's really an embarrassment of, of him. Yeah. Also, I mean, we talked to the Obama chair during that convention thing, but man, go on. He's, a, he's an old. He's old. He shouldn't. That was more like, geezer. Just stay home, stupid. Yeah, that's geezer stuff. <laughs> like, just knock it off. In man. his favor, I remember hearing an interview with on NPR, because I'm a tough guy, that, that um, Clint Eastwood didn't doesn't smoke, but just takes it up for certain movies. That's tough. That's a tough. That make you spit out your tea out of your NPR mug, there, buddy. My Nina, my <laughs> Nina Toten bag. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you? just on the. I, I yeah. think it's. I think this is a runaway too, man. Uh, Clint. Yeah. 
Uh, Robert Duvall's n- nothing about him is defined as tough guy. Yeah, he's a he's a real chameleon of an actor in a lot of ways. I mean, he kind of stays in a sim. He has a range. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, I mean, kinda... to that extent, I could have easily just put Gene Hackman in or something like. Right, I, I think okay. his like his toughest character that I can uh, Robert Duvall's toughest character, honestly. Uh, oh my god. Uh, like something he did something with Michael Caine like five years ago that was awful, where he's an old fucker. Uh, oh, secondhand lions. Yeah, secondhand lions, or or um, maybe Apocalypse Now. <laughs> that might be his sexual toughest character. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanted to object more to that, but I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so now let's do the brackets. Uh, Tom Tom Hayden. Tom Hayden. That's right. Hagen. Sorry. Okay, so now we have these two. This is kind of interesting because in terms of the eras that go well together, and that is Bogart versus Edward G. Robinson. My post-it notes are fucking up here, but Edward G. Robinson and Humphrey Bogart. Go. Edward G. Robinson and Bogart. I'm going to go Bogart on this one. I think. Give me your thinking. Well... Just the weight of it, like just the weight of his career and his tough guyness. Amber G. Robinson, like it's, he just had a lot of material to pull from. I'm going to go Bogart. I granted in a lot of the movies that they shared together, Amber yeah. G. Robinson would get the upper hand on him. I think. Uh, I might be thinking well, let's, somebody let's, else. Yeah, but let's put it in a different light here. Let me ask you it this way. Um, it's 1938. All right, jazz is in the air. <laughs> the kids are driving their flippers around. Baseball mitts are the size of a hubcap. <laughs> um, uh, and Robinson and Bogart get into a fight on the Warner set, and it becomes physical. Who's going to win, Bogart or Robinson? Now, this doesn't mean it has to define your answer, but it's just a, an element I want to put out there. I have no idea how big Robinson actually is. I think he was short, too. Yeah, I think there are a couple of short guys. Yeah, and they're both balding. But they're tough. They're Warner Brothers tough. Uh, so guys are like maybe the toughest. Bald, bald fat guys are the best. Yeah, for sure, Tommy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as ferocious machismo, they both um, ha- they both have a manness to them. They're like, like almost definingly yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Bogart. Yeah, Bogart. I'm okay. gonna go Bogart. I'm gonna maybe go with that thing. too. And I'm also gonna go with uh, Key Largo on that frankly well that was him outsmarting not being tougher in fact he had to he had to be, show a cowardice to, to get the whole thing running that's the toughest of them all joe <laughs> okay fair enough all right here's our next one this is gonna be our longest episode no it's uh, it's our best episode perhaps the spontaneous episode <laughs> spontaneous okay. thing you've been planning for weeks it is all right what do you got mitchum versus bronson Oh, 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 oh. let's hear it. Nah, this is a situation again. Mitchum is maybe my favorite actor from that time period. Like it's, it's. Yeah, a, but that's not the that's question. A, I know, I know. Shut up, John. Shut up. Shut up. I won't shut up. I mean, Lawrence Olivier is a great actor too, but I didn't put him on this list. Whoa, Lawrence, Larry, Larry. Um, ah, fuck. I so hate doing it, Bronson. It's Bronson, right? See, this is how the how the yeah. brackets work. Yeah. It's Bronson. Bronson. All right. Because Bronson legitimately was a tough guy in real life. I can't answer for that with Mitchum in that context. Okay. 
<laughs> he used the word con- Ooh, context. Okay, so now we have. A bit like. Great if you just had an odd number there. Suddenly you hadn't planned it right. I do. I I actually do have an odd number. I didn't plan it right. Uh, We have Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. Stupid. Um, Yeah, but you put them both in the prime in the same room, Lee Marvin would would knock them out. I think so, too. Yep. Okay, so now we have the following. I think we, we can know. Let's eliminate one of these, and I think that'll be fairly easy. We have Bronson, Bogart, and Marvin. Bronson and Marvin. Maybe. Right. We have to get rid of yeah, Bogart in that one. Sorry. Yeah. He, he lasted sorry, longer Bogey. than I thought, actually. Well, you got third, baby. You got third. All right. Now, this we should really carefully consider. in this unlistened to podcast. Uh, a movie that these two, I mean, these two have been at least two movies together, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, that many at least. So, Bronson versus Lee Marvin. Make your case. Hmm. Uh, pregnant pause. Again with the fat jokes. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of thought going on over there. Lee Marvin versus Charlie Bronson. <laughs> Saying Charlie is kind of sinful, but I know. Um, Lee Marvin. I think so too. Because how did Charles Bronson die? Alzheimer's weak. Lee Marvin drank himself to death. Jesus Christ, dude. No good? <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, sure, sure. All right, so Lee Marvin. I, I think as much as anything, it's just I resent, uh, I, I think uh, I just, I just, um, I don't like, I just, uh, oh. something about the 80s where I think Bronson kind of just became a character of his own self in his own role. Lee Marvin just didn't quite live long enough to do it. But yeah, by the time Charles Bronson was on Death Wish 4 and uh, Assassin, yeah, which is a pretty terrible movie with uh, Jill Ireland oh, and he... Yeah, what was that one he did? Uh, Evil That Men Do? Ooh. Oh! That movie scarred me, dude. I love that movie. Yeah. And it's, it's a rough one. It's you're right. That and 10 Minutes to Midnight. Boy, you're kind of Ten making me wish we'd chosen uh, Bronson all of a sudden, but... Nah, it's Lee Marvin. I think at the very end, you could say more about Bronson's continuing. I mean, Lee Marvin was like all a Gorky Park. It was like he was going to like do tough guy, dumb, tough guy, like finesse, mm-hmm. you know, well, I'll, I'll do a Martin Cruz novel, you know, and, and but Bronson was still trying to continue the legacy of death wishness. Yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. it. Lee Raul Marvin. Julia or Lee Marvin. <laughs> I think that's great. Lee Marvin is the tough guy then. Does that seem weird to you? Yeah, it kind of does. It should have been Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or something, but that's I not how these work. I cannot wait to hear Dave's take on this 